Alright, so uh, got through our little Thanksgiving lesson and different ways that we can be thankful and uh, moving forward. We'll talk about some other stuff. We're going to start off this morning in the very beginning. And um, Genesis 1. First, let's go to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to, to be able to get into your word today. Father, we ask you to, to bring forth the message you have us to hear, to open our hearts and minds to receive, and to take myself out of the way, Father, and let your message shine through. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. And in Genesis 1 and 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And then God saw the light and said it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. He called the light day and the darkness night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And this is also something else. It's also the creation of time. The changing from days to nights, the seasons, that has always been our source of telling time. We know that there's 24 hours in a day. We know that there's 365 days in a year. We know there's the minutes in an hour the seconds in a minute, we've all got it broke down. And it all began right here with God dividing the dark and the light. And you know, there are certain places in the world, um, Alaska, Denmark, that due to their geographical location, they don't experience time the same way that we do as far as the light in the day. They have continual light or continual darkness depending on what time of year it is. And in certain places, uh, it never gets fully dark. Even at 4 o'clock in the morning, it's still light enough to see, and it's all due to their location geographically, their place and where the sun rotates and all the technical science stuff. So it makes me wonder, if people can survive like this, why couldn't it be where we could just have daylight all the time? You know, man created daylight savings time so we could have a little more daylight during the summer hours. And um, now in modern times, it's basically obsolete, but we still carry on that tradition. We have time zones as we travel from east to west that reduce to compensate for this rotation of the earth. You know, we're moving right now. The earth is moving around the sun. The galaxy is rotating. But yet we don't see any of these things because of our perception. If we were to get into a car and we start driving in the car, we see the things on the outside. The faster the car goes, the faster the telephone poles go by, the faster the trees go by. And we see that as a reference to the speed. 
Now, unlike an airplane where you can't see anything but clouds, there's no reference. So you really can't tell how fast you're going, even though you're traveling at great speeds. It's all due to the perception. Now, time is something that we all deal with on a daily basis. So much so that we just kind of accept it. You know, every device we have, our microwave, our telephone, our DVD player, the radio in our car, everything seems to be integrated now with a clock. Now granted, the power goes off so much, most of them flashing 12 o'clock all the time, but you have the option there to have the time readily available. Because time is important. Because, we'll take this morning. You had somewhere to be at a specific time. You had to be here at church. So you had to be aware of the time. You had to know how much time it was going to take you to get ready. How much time it was going to take you to drive here. And be able to manage your time through all of these processes to be able to make it here on time. You had a purpose. Now, have you ever lost track of time? Maybe you just nodded off on the couch and you woke up and three hours had passed. Or perhaps that you got really involved with a TV series and you started just to watch episode after episode after episode and pretty soon the entire day had went by or maybe it was late into the wee hours of the night. Maybe you got involved in a book and you just kept reading and reading and reading and next thing you know that the time you were going to spend doing something else was gone. There's lots of things in life that distract us and causes us not to manage our time properly. Now, time is a, a commodity. We only have a limited number of it. There's only so many hours in a day. There's only so many days in a week. There's only so much we can do. And the thing is, we don't know what our lifespan is going to be. We're not promised the next day or the day after that or two years later. We have the right now. And see, we think of time as just a thing. Just a thing, you know, it's, it's that clock on the wall. But really, it's so much more than that. It's just as important, or maybe even more important, than our finances. Now, we keep track of our finances. We stock up, we plan and prepare, and we know if we don't manage our finances properly, it could lead to problems. And the same thing comes with our time. It doesn't really matter about the, the moments to moments, but it's, or the seconds to seconds, the minutes to minutes, the actual it's the moments and what we choose to do with them. It's our choices that we make. Have you ever uh, been involved with, with social media and all of a sudden you get you're scrolling down and looking and looking and looking 
and then you just kind of one thing takes you to another or something like YouTube, you start out watching cat videos, and the next thing you know, you're watching dog videos, and that leads you to horse videos, and that leads you to car chases, and that leads you to just, you just go down this rabbit hole. And it's all things that are taking away our time. And pretty soon, we've just wasted away hours. We can spend hours behind a screen playing video games. And in the end, what have we really accomplished? Purpose. What about whenever you're, we get used to a routine. So let's say that we go to work and our work week is Monday through Friday. So we know that Monday through Friday we work. And then on the weekends, we have a little bit of freedom. We can do what we want to do. And we know that we have that time separated. We have our free time. We have our work time. So what happens when we take a, a vacation, a two-week vacation, where you have nothing but free time? What tends to happen? Do you sometimes lose track of the days? Is it Monday? Is it Tuesday? Because you have nowhere to be. Do you know what the date is on the calendar? Because you have no upcoming appointments. You may have to take a look and see where we're at. You know, right now, we're in the middle of the holiday season. We just got through Thanksgiving, planning a big meal, and now we're moving into to Christmas. And I know some of us has already started way before. The store sure did start way early for the Christmas season. And we're talking about now having to to buy gifts and Christmas parties and Christmas dinners and get-togethers and managing how we're going to shuffle from place to place and what we're going to do and what we're going to see and what we're going to eat and all these different things evolved in the holiday season. Time is a commodity. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, and give you an expected end. An expected end, a future, a hope. God has a plan for our lives. We have things in our hearts that we want to do and accomplish, some things that he put there himself. And God is making the steps for us to get to that point. He has a purpose for our lives. Romans 8 and 28. We know all things that work together for the good of them that love God and who are called according to his purpose. We have a purpose. God has a purpose. And what we want to do is have those two purposes intersect. 
God wants us to be healthy, whole, successful, so we can succeed in the purpose that he has for us to be here. Each and every one of us is here for a reason. He has a plan for us. He has a purpose. And the thing is that Satan knows this too. He don't know what our purpose is. A lot of times we don't even know what our purpose is. But he knows that each and every one of us is special to God and is special to God's purpose. So what does he want to do? He wants to take away one of our resources. And one of our grand resources is time. Time is special. Time is limited. Time is something you cannot get back. You know, if you lose some money, if you make a mistake there, you can always make more money. There's always a way to make more money. But the one thing you can never get back, for every second that is lost, for every minute that is spent, for every hour that goes by, for every day is passed, they are gone and never to be recovered. We only have what we have right now and moving forward. So what better thing to take away than our time? Because each and every moment is special. Each and every moment gives us a chance to move towards our purpose or away from it. Or to simply just stand still. And if we're standing still, we're still not moving towards our purpose. Proverbs 16 and 9. devises his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. If we're not properly managing our time, are we letting the Lord direct our steps? We have to examine ourselves and see if what we're doing with our time is purposeful. Is it really good to be Involved in something that's, that's mindless, that's not taking us anywhere, that's just distracting us from the outside world, distracting us from doing something productive. Is that God's purpose for us? Is getting caught up in the tabloids and the nonsense that the world puts out there, is that purposeful for us? Since we're in the Christmas time of year, we're going to be talking a lot about Jesus. And one question that comes up is, when it comes to the segment of time, is why? Why did 
God choose the time that he did to send Jesus? I'm sure many people wished it would have been right now. Would have liked to have been part of that movement. To be able to have been on earth whenever Jesus walked the earth. Now me, I'm glad that he did it when he did it. I'm glad that we've been able to live our entire lives under grace. Being able to be covered by the blood of Jesus. Well, you know, God leaves nothing to chance. Everything he has is driven by purpose. Galatians 4 and 4. When the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son and made woman made under the law. The fullness of time. The law was created. It was fresh. People needed to see that they needed a savior. Quite frankly, we could just say it's because God said so. Because God knew it was the correct time. But there's other things that support God's choice for those of us that need it. This was a unique time in history. See, the, the Romans were under control. And they had connected many nations together. They had built roads connecting all these nations. So that means these messengers, these apostles, these disciples of Jesus had safe passage and easy passage to be able to travel from nation to nation to be able to spread the word of Jesus. It was also a unique time because of the Roman rule that it was a time of relative peace. There were no mass wars going on, no world wars, no thing that was distracting and causing people to go into hiding and to be fearful. It was a time of relative peace. There was no major uh, weather conditions. We didn't see anything that was causing anything. It was a time of very few earthly distractions. It was a time where Jesus could perform his ministry without any additional hindrances than he already was facing from just the people. God has a plan. God has a purpose. And each of all, every one of us do too. So how do we know what that purpose is? Well, that's where we need to spend time in prayer. God, show me what my purpose is. That's where we need to listen. That's where we need to be patient. That's where we 
need to be following what Jesus has laid down for us. The example. So we'd be able to see when our purpose shows itself. If we are so involved in the world and so involved with everything else that's going around us, how are we going to see what our purpose is? How are we going to see true purpose? You know, uh, children, they don't have any, any sense of time. My little one got up last night at, at 3 o'clock in the morning. And uh, he was ready to go. He wanted to play. He wanted a drink. He wanted something to eat. You know. And for, for many of us, we wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. We look at that clock. And what happens? Panic sets in. Because we know we got to get up early the next morning. we got a full day ahead of us. we got to get back to sleep. Got to get back to sleep. Got to get back to sleep. We Sometimes when we go to bed at night, we toss and turn and toss and turn and drink, trying to get to sleep, knowing we have to get a good night's sleep because of what's coming next. And then the next morning comes and we're tired and we don't want to get out of bed, so we spend the next few moments just laying there waiting for something to happen. And then we're rushing around because we didn't allow ourselves enough time. But my little one, he don't worry about none of that because he's got someone that's going to take care of all of his needs. He's going to be dressed. He's going to be fed. He's going to be shuffled where he needs to go. And if he's late, it's not his fault. Somebody else's. But we're responsible for our time because we know what it is. We know what the consequences are. And Satan's going to try every way to take it from us. They say to not have a clock in your bedroom at night. So you don't wake up and experience these things. That you won't see it, you won't know, so you won't get into yourself a state of panic. That you can just drift back off to sleep then. Not knowing if there's five hours till the alarm goes off or five minutes. We've talked about choices in the past and choices are part of time because each one of these moments is what defines us the choices that we make in a moment and each time is full of these choices whether we lay in bed five more minutes whether we panic ourselves because we're not going to get enough sleep. Whether we choose not to go. Whether we choose how we spend our time. Nobody ever says, I wish I had less time. i got too much time on my hands. We're always searching for more. We're always so busy. And the world we live in keeps getting busier and faster and faster. And more time is needed and less time is there. Through all the technological advances we've seen today, we have technology to do things that's supposed to make our lives easier. 
But then we have the stress that comes with it when it doesn't work properly. We have the challenges of having to learn new things. How are you spending your time? Many times we hear that, well, I just don't have time to come to church. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to study my Bible. I don't have time to talk to someone about Jesus. I just don't have the time. The truth is, we make time for what's important to us. We find a way to make it to all the our kids' sporting events. We have a way to get in all of our favorite TV shows. We have a way to uh, get up early on the day after Thanksgiving and go shopping. We make time for what's important. And we all are guilty of these lost hours. The unexpected nap, the rabbit hole of social media, the 15-minute lunch that took an hour because you had to watch the show you started. The quick trip to town that took twice as long because you stopped for some extra things that you really didn't need. We have to be vengeful. Nobody ever thinks about time. We guard our possessions. We guard our money. We guard our family. But time is something we let just slip away every day. Every day, there's moments that are lost. Hours we just give away that we're never going to get back. What are you doing with your time? No matter if you're young or old, there's still time ahead of you. There's still things you can do, and we all can do a better job. Bow with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to speak your word today, Father. We ask that we can understand it and grasp it, Father, and use it in the furtherment of our lives, that we can see the value of time, Father, that we can see that not only how we use time, but how you use time, and that so many times that it don't seem to sync up where we think your time placement is, but we know, Father, that you come in right when everything is perfect, right when the time is the best time for us. So we ask, Father, we ask for patience for the time that we are waiting on you for things to happen in our lives, for the healings, Father, for the miracles, for the situations to turn around, Father. We ask that we can trust you more in these times. We ask, Father, that we can be more vigilant about ourselves, about how we spend our time, Father, that we'll do it with purpose. And, Father, we ask for open hearts to receive what our purpose is in life, Father, that what should we be doing, how should we be spending our days, Father. And how can we do it to glorify you?
We thank you for this, Father. I ask you to be with all the needs and situations. And Father, we ask if anyone has a need today, whether they need to, to come forward to have a place to belong, Father, for church membership, just for an unspoken request, Father, for healing, whatever the case may be, Father, whatever the need is, whether it may, may be for, for salvation, Father, maybe that, that someone has not yet received your son, has not prayed the sinner's prayer, Father, and has not taken that first step for a true relationship for you, that that will be taken care of today, that no one will leave in a bad condition that they walked in, my Father, that it will be taken care of, that the chains will be broken and they can move forward and move on. We thank you, Father, and ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Page 394 in your hymnals, please.